Car question? Ask the experts at 855-340-ZONE. You're listening to Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Utah Car Sense. Welcome back. Hour two. Usually there's a bit of a, some music there. I was a He's Jeff Miller. some Adam's family in there. There we go. Yeah. Little nod to little Miles there. All right. 855-340-ZONE if you want to be part of the show. So far, Mike and Zach are the only ones battling over these free movie passes. Get your phone calls in, 855-340-ZONE. Love to enter to win. Now let's talk about uh, my favorite part of baseball, strikes. Strike. That's strike. not my favorite part of baseball. No. But my favorite part of bowling. Strike. Yeah, strikes. So. Multiple strikes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but my least favorite part about uh, the car labor unions. Strikes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's going on here with the GM strike? So it is entered, or UAW it's strike. 27th day today, I believe, Jeez. of the strike. National strike against GM. So any UAW plan has been shut down for the last 27 days. Um, so they responded late Friday to their contract proposal with a counteroffer. And they criticized each other for not moving. I mean, it's pretty much standard strike stuff. Still mudslinging. Yeah, yeah there's... There's no public response to the counterproposal, and negotiations are continuing. But there's more than 46,000 workers striking right now. And essentially, they want higher wages? They want, yeah, enhanced profit-sharing formula, no increase in out-of-pocket health care, and a clear path to permanent employees for employment for temporary workers. The health care one is where I'm, I'm the one on board. I'm on board with that. I think I think our the hard one is when they went on strike, they pulled their health care originally. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that that got such backlash. Like, oh, we probably shouldn't do that. That's not. Yeah. You guys can have your health care back. This is not. Yeah, uh, that's what dictators do: is cut off your your health supply. But uh, the uh, the idea of you know the strikes, they have. I get it. I get why these things strike. But now they've missed at least two paychecks. These workers. And they were they were warned by the the union to plan for this and store up, but you can only plan and store up so much, while still making your bills and meeting your bills while saving. I'm wondering, at what point do the uh, strikers the the union what, what point does the union have to kind of cowtell a little bit to what GM wants? Because right now it seems like the the union is like ah, we don't have to do anything right now. And GM is like, uh, well, yeah, you're going to have to eventually. Yeah, I think that's what G- that's, GM's got the better leverage. I agree. That's the problem with it is that GM's got GM's got bank accounts with plenty of cash in it to handle it. Eventually, the market will start hitting them, and it's, it gets bad. But uh, most of these workers are paycheck to paycheck workers. Yes, that you take two, three, four paychecks right before Christmas. Yes, that's what GM's counting on, and they're going to fold. And it, whether I, it makes me sad. I don't know. I don't like that. But that's kind of the reality. Is at some point the the one with the more money, the more assets, is the one that wins on these strikes. That's why the the in in sports more often than not the owners win the strike over the players. And it's one of the arguments that, I mean, whether you're pro union, non pro union, whatever it is, imagine if these guys are doing it without a union. Ah, yeah. Where GM would just do whatever the just whatever yep, they wanted mm-hmm. if they're treating them like this with a union. Imagine if there was no union. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's a good right? point. I mean, you got to look at some of the ideas that this is where unions really make sense. 
Yes. When you, have, when you have an organization where you can't come to grips and they're trying to save as much money as possible and create plans for their employees in their benefit, it's where a union comes in. Especially in uh, labor in, uh, uh, employment. And it's yes. where you found where companies that, I, won't, I don't want to get into the ethics of it and everything like that, that treat their employees better don't have this issue. There's a reason that Toyota's plants aren't unionized. There's a reason Honda's plants aren't unionized. There's a reason Subaru's plants aren't unionized. Because there's no need for it. There's no need for it. Yeah. They're treated right by the management. They They're, wouldn't. They yeah. don't want it. Union comes in the door. They say, "Go away." We're we're fine. We're, we're happy. Fine. We're they happy. take good They're care, taking of care of us. They're yeah. paying us good wages. They're giving us full time employee. They're giving us ways to work, move up in the company. Stuff they don't have to fight for. Yeah, by the way, they're it's creating just great work them. environments. Where I mean, the Subaru is a nature preserve for crying out loud. Mm. It's got a full gym and wellness staff and medical and daycare facilities on site. Right. I mean, they do those things because they want to take care of the people that are doing all the stuff for them. Because they're they're asking these employees to bust their butt and make work overtime and sell, make all these cars, and so they're going to give them good experiences. And uh, people kill to become Subaru plant employees. I'm sure they do. It is one of the hardest jobs to get in Indiana. Uh, you, this reminds me of uh, is it uh, Dan Price, the Seattle CEO of Gravity Payments or something like that, and he gave up his salary. Mm-hmm. Or cut, slashed his salary so that he could bring the minimum uh, wage for every worker in his company, I think, to $15? Or was it $20 an hour? Uh, one or the other. $70,000 minimum wage. That Okay, thank you. Yeah, 70000 a year is the basement salary that an employee in his company makes. Uh, and uh, a lot of people thought that was a foolish step. Well, now he, he, it's got there. And do you think anybody wants to leave that company? I think anybody is looking to unionize against Dan Price? No, he's taking very good care of his employees. It's amazing, and they didn't it? have to demand it either. So it, it just makes no sense to me why this corporate greed overrules the thought of if we take care of our employees, they'll take better care of our product. Mm-hmm. So, but it, it's a twenty-seven days going almost on a month now of this strike. If you were to predict. When this ends, when do you think it'll be? The next couple of weeks, or even even before that? I th- I'm I would hope it's before Thanksgiving. Like I, if it lasts that long, it'd be really sad. But I hope it's done in the next couple of weeks. Someone's got a break, and I think the hard part is that it's probably going to be in the union because they're going to get to the point where they've lost three, four paychecks, and most people will be declaring bankruptcy. Yeah, right. And at that point you'll start seeing breaks in the thing. And that's how it generally works, unfortunately. Can you claim unemployment if you're on strike? I don't know the rule there. No, I don't, know. I don't, I I don't think you can. You. The yeah. idea is the union's supposed to create enough of a backbone in their bank accounts that they can subsidize employees. And I wonder if they can. The question is how much they're doing. Yeah. Uh, and so that's the that's the situation there. And we talked before, where who's really hurting is the suppliers at this point, the the, the people that... Everybody. Well, well... Yeah, everybody, I suppose. But when this first began, we were talking about how the suppliers were the ones that were really getting hit hard. Uh, but anyway, it's it's bad, and it's going to ripple through the entire economy. That's the problem: is is the investment in the thing it will affect the entire U.S. economy. Striking workers, they only were point zero three percent of the total employment in the U.S. But jobless claims are bumping up. A lot of these people will quit and go find other jobs. Like, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. All right, so that's the current situation with the uh, UAW strike. 
Uh, Toyota is a, it's a, now this is a concept car, but it's a concept car that I think actually has some teeth and legs to it. It's called the LQ. Have you seen the Toyota LQ? Mm. The, the concept? It's hideous. Let's be frank and honest about that right Ooh. up front. But they are, the whole idea that they're trying to marry here is the idea that your car becomes your friend to where you can just talk to your car almost like Knight Rider, almost like Kit from Knight Rider. Just tell your car. Hey, Kit, come pick me up in a couple hours. I'm going to have some fun here. Yeah. Oh. Or if you're, you know, you're driving down the road, you just say hey, LQ, or I think it's called Yui. Yeah, Yui, the virtual assistant. You can uh, tell it anything. Turn the lights down. Put the air conditioning colder. Uh, hey, uh, remind me to pick up chocolates for my anniversary. Whatever. I want to watch Knight Rider in my Knight Rider car. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate in ironies. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> now, it's a level four uh, self-driving feature, uh, so which means it literally, you don't need to interact with the car ever as a driver. So it is quite the concept idea there. They're, they're partnering with Panasonic. For uh, it's not level five, so it still has a steering wheel. Still has a steering wheel because you can override it if you want to drive the vehicle right. Uh, but it's supposed to, and maybe I'm getting mixed up here. But level four is to the point where you should never have to. You should never have to take over. You just do if you want to. Yep. Level five is there's no pedals, no steering wheel, nothing. It's all the car. But so, but they're they're pa- uh, partnering with Panasonic uh, for the automated valet. Traveling between parking spaces and pick up drop off, drop off points, like you mentioned, and Toyota says it'll help when working with drivers that need extra assistance and accessibility. So the definition of label four is actually, I guess it would be: is the vehicle is capable of performing all driving functions under certain conditions? The driver may have the option to control the vehicle. So it's an option. Yeah, yeah. full automation is is capable of performing all driving functions under all conditions, and the driver still has the option to control the vehicle. So you still can have a steering wheel. You just don't have to. It also says that it's uh, it interacts with the driver using the voice interface. Like I said, it's going to emit fragrances based on the driver's mood. It will know what the driver, what fragrance the driver needs to be smelling to improve their mood. It's going to blast cold air at you if you're not paying attention and you are in control of the vehicle. It's also going right down to the part to the point where the seat will have a bladder in it that breathes with the driver. So if the driver is breathing too heavily, the seat will start to inhale and exhale, mimicking the lungs to a rhythm where the driver then matches that rhythm of the seat and is more calm driving the car. It's pretty wild stuff. Pretty innovative. Uh, It is, like I said, a concept car. But this idea of you being able to talk to your car Almost like a virtual butler that's going to just do whatever you need. Uh, now, I don't know if you'll get much emotional support like you would from a friend or family member. But <laughs> maybe Yui. The, maybe that's the next level of it. Maybe so. Maybe so. Do you need someone to talk to, Austin? <laughs> <laughs> then call Yui, your, your car. How are you really feeling today? <laughs> uh, so let's see. Uh, this other story is, have you ever been to Kalispell, Montana? In eastern I have Idaho. I've never been to Montana. Wait, what? Any Montana. part of Montana? I've never been Why? to Montana. Why? I don't know. You should choose to go to Montana, Jeff. Next summer, when it's like 600 degrees here in Salt Lake, take a trip up to uh, the, the glacier part of Montana and you will just have the time of your life. But in Kalispell, 
Montana. Several people called nine one one to report a car driving down the road, running over signs, bumping in and out of traffic, being driven by a dog. Local motorists did a double take Thursday afternoon when their dog was seen driving its owner's car on US 93. The dog was left in a running vehicle in the Asian Buffet parking lot and somehow took the vehicle out of park and rolled it into the roadway and down the down the highway. Uh, the panicked owner then came oh, the, the car eventually came to a stop after rolling into the highway divider and lo- there was no damage there was no there was no damage to the car there was no damage to the median there was no damage to the dog wow no property damage whatsoever I think the dog got in trouble the dog was not sighted it says here dog was not but sighted did the owner get him in the trouble the owner was not sighted how do you not cite the owner? How'd the dog get the car out of gear? That's that's a very good question. Because you had to push the brake, and he left it out of gear. It had to be. Had to he be. He had to have left it in neutral. It does not say if this is an, if an automatic or a manual transmission. I would assume it's a manual transmission. Okay, so maybe it's a manual. He just knocked like, the dog. He was able to yeah. knock the... But you got to put your parking brake on. But but also, it wasn't... Who doesn't put a parking brake on in a manual car? Uh, yeah. But also, well, that, and also... Who does not uh, – it, it wasn't just in neutral. It was actually driving down the road. So I don't know. There's some holes in this story. But Kalispell, Montana, uh, you will uh, you could funny. have seen a dog driving a car. All right. We've got a familiar friend of the show, 855-340-ZONE, here on the air. Jacob C. Hatch with us. Hi, Jake. Wrong, Jake. Oh. Uh, okay. but, uh, Jake Scott. Uh, Jake Scott here. Jake Scott, and- yes. Hello, Austin. Hello, Jeff, my good friends. How are you today? We're fine. Great. How are you? Hey, I am great. So I, I got to say, I, I listen all the time. Austin knows this. I, I am a big fan of Utah Car Sense. See, what, well, uh, Jake, I, when you say that, we believe you. When Gordon says it. We don't believe him at all. No. Uh, yeah, so. no. Anyway. Oh, no. I, I <laughs> Honestly, I, I listen all the time, and, and I've never said this to Austin, but... I am so proud of Austin for carrying the mantle for our good friend Tom Barberry. I have listened to Utah Car Sense for a long, long time. You guys always find a way to make things interesting. I'm not even uh, a big car guy, but I'm serious. I, I listen all the time, and you guys, uh, you guys are terrific. And I always think about calling in, and I, I, I never do, and I should. And uh, today I figured I'll call in because, one, I've got some self-interest. <laughs> Cougar pregame show coming up at noon. Listen, <laughs> but my my wife Jeff is in my ear about getting a new car. I I drive a Hyundai Sonata. I've got two hundred twenty thousand miles on it. Wow! I have loved it. It's it is a terrific car, but uh, she's she's concerned. That <laughs> I can't imagine why. <laughs> she's concerned it's not going to last much longer. So. Are you looking looking for a buy bit on that? (laughs) (laughs) Well, my last car, my last car, which was a 98 Buick LeSabre and a beautiful, beautiful vehicle. Of course it was. uh, 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 Went to the kidney cars, uh, much like Austin's uh, Honda Accord. Because, Jeff, I I drive cars into the ground. I can can understand that. Yeah, that seems pretty obvious. So here's my thing. I've loved my Sonata. But I live on, on the bench, so I've got to negotiate with hills in the wintertime 
And my one thing I want, uh, if I get a, a, my next car, and notice I said if there, no, no promises if my wife is listening, uh, <laughs> is that I want all-wheel drive, Jeff. Yep. And, I, and Subaru, obviously the leader in that, um, it, you know, is a big part of the equation. I've got a couple questions for you on that. But I want also a sedan. So if if possible, I want a sedan, and and Subaru's got some great options. But I've discovered elsewhere the options are not really terrific. So I I know that Nissan has that new Altima, which I've I've heard really good things about. But as far as as far as affordable sedans go, I, I'm I'm kind of looking for a, a little direction, and I want to go if possible used. Okay. And I've I've talked to Austin about that, and of course as a loyal listener of Utah Car Sense, I'm very familiar with leasing, and and Jeff, I've heard you break that down uh, a few times, and and you always put make great sense and 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 uh, explain it very very well. But I think I'm going to go with uh, with buying it and probably making some payments. And I know Subaru also from listening to Utah Car Sense, Subaru holds its value so well. Sometimes used cars, you know, is not the best way to go. In the Subaru direction. So, am I am I making sense? Yeah, I mean, the who hard, is this? Oh, who sorry, is this guy? Yeah, I mean, no. from how you're buying cars, how long you're owning cars, you should never lease a car in your life because you you hold cars yeah. long enough that leasing makes no sense for you whatsoever. And as you both know, I drive a ton. You know, I'm I'm up and down the Wasatch Front uh, for for work all the time. So, from a sedan I, standpoint, I put a lot of miles on. what size of car? Like, what size of sedan? Are you looking for like a full size sedan or like a Smaller, like Corolla size, Impreza size, Camry size, bigger or smaller? So, uh, as I said, I'm in a Sonata right now. I would not want to go smaller because okay. I've got a two-year-old, so we're dealing with car seats and, and yeah. the crap occasionally that, that comes with parenting. <laughs> However, the, we do have a we have an SUV uh, Honda Pilot that's kind of our family car, but but I'm, I'm taking her to daycare and stuff, so I, I, I need a little space. I mean... Uh, the one I, I mean, I'd look for if I was in your link looking for an all-wheel drive sedan, something like that. I'd look for something two, three years old, probably like a legacy all-wheel drive premium, is where I would start. Okay, you. something like that. You're going to be in the 19 grand range, or something like that, with 20, 20, oh, 20 30 thousand yeah, miles on it. Yeah, that's probably right, right in the ballpark. I mean, we're, we've got uh, we've got student loans on our hands, so mm-hmm. we're not looking to go Gordon Monson on this thing. That that actually is <laughs> is right where uh, is right where we need to be. Yeah, I mean, that's where I'd go. I mean, the nice thing is, so I would say a 2017 Legacy sedan, and the nice thing on that is you're going to get lease returns on those, so we'd have actually a decent okay. selection or something like that. But okay. yeah, if you want to call down to Roger. Who does the show? Or either Roger or of George, course. either one. If you want to go to Midtown, go to George. If you want to go to Southtown, call Roger. And they can talk to you about one of those. But I would say a 2017 Legacy would be a great car for what you're talking about. All right, man. Well, that that's exactly where I'll start. And, and yeah, I appreciate it. I can't make a decision like this without uh, consulting the two of you. I mean, that, that would be reckless. I've got, I've got you right uh, right in my speed dial, I got to take advantage of it. Yeah, and the beauty on those too is a lot of them. We they're mo- going to be pre- they're going to be certifieds, so if we can get you a certified 2017. You'll have that wa- that warranty up to 100k too, which is nice. Oh, boom! Yeah, that is nice. 
All right. All right, guys. Well, hey, uh, do me a favor. Keep up the good work. Uh, Love what you do. And, uh, yeah, uh, Austin, keep up the good work during the week. And, Jake, just just to plug you one more time, who's BYU going to lose to this week? Okay. Oh, wow. (laughs) It's getting fierce. South Florida, the mighty mighty bulls, Jeff, of South Florida. Oh, there you go. All right. (laughs) All right, boys. We'll tune in to pregame. All right, guys. Thanks. You got it. Uh, and then when he gets that used legacy, and I'm leasing the new legacy. Then you can talk trash to him. I can. I'll take him for a ride and be like, see what you're missing? Wow, BYU's actually favored. Yeah, by five points, right? Look at that. Five it was six favors. and a half when the week opened, so it's come, ba- it's come back down. But... Game starts in a couple hours. Yep, pregame right at noon. Right at noon, right with, after our show. <laughs> with Jake Scott, not Jake Hatch, and Will Snowden. On the on the, the Jake Scott that's on Cougar that's pregame show, fat, <laughs> just, just you, misinformation on that's fine. <laughs> it's fine. He's just uh, he's just uh, a boss here at the station. That's all. Eight five five three four zero zone. So Jake, uh, I'm so I'm so proud of Jake by the way for finally doing this because that vehicle he's been driving, Jeff, it has been a fine vehicle, but over the last six years, hundred and twenty thousand miles. It's about time. It was time six years ago. I think we could, we might be able to get them. That's probably one of those cars I was just talking about earlier. Like, no, five hundred bucks. That sounds about right. It's not probably. I've seen it. Is it worth five hundred dollars? Gross. Is it worth five hundred dollars? Eight five five. Sorry, Jake. <laughs> uh, but he's a great, a great guy. Thanks for calling in, Jake. Appreciate it. All right, let's go out to the phone lines. We got a couple people waiting. Scott is on the zone. Hey, Scott. Hey guys, how's it going? Good. Thanks for holding. What what can we do for you? So I'm contemplating a move. We're thinking about going down south, St. George, Washington area, but I would have to commute to Salt Lake once a week. Okay. So that's 600 miles round trip. So I'm thinking, what would be the best fuel efficiency um, car to get me to to be able to make that round trip, or maybe even sometimes five times a month. So a lot of miles. Yeah, yep. and something reliable to when you're traveling that far. You don't want some dinger commuter car. You want something that'll you can count on to get you there. Wow. And in the wintertime, yeah. there's a couple of those mountain passes. It'd be nice it's to not, have an all-wheel you know, drive, too. Mountain. It's not like Harley's, but it's certainly a couple of hills oh, to, it gets to hairy cross and over beaver, on the way back. It? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yep, yep, exactly. It's a really good question. Uh, what uh, Do you have a monthly you, budget, or what are you looking at uh, financial-wise? Well, we... Actually, uh, just back in February, we bought and we're leasing a, a 2019 Crosstrek. Okay. Okay. And so that's what my plan was. And we're going to do the lease to buy knowing that I was going to way exceed the miles anyway. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so that was my plan right now is to continue to to use that. Okay. But I was just, just kind of thinking, got me what what might be a better option. I could... I'm paying off my truck in a couple months, and so I would that would free up my budget. So to answer your question, six six hundred dollars a month budget. I mean, a nice. I mean, a nice thing on that cross track is I mean, you're, you're that's going to get thirty three, thirty four miles a gallon on the highway going up and down. With At least, all, oh, with, it does terrific. Yeah, yeah with I, your all-wheel I drive. Love it. I mean, if you're trying to get a little better gas mileage than that, you could go into an Impreza, which is going to get much better gas mileage than a cross track. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have people driving those. Yeah, an Impre- oh. if you get in the Impreza where it's a little lower to the ground, you still have the all-wheel drive on it, I mean, those things get up to 38, 39 miles a gallon. Oh, wow. Okay. All-wheel drive. So if you're really looking for a, the best all-wheel drive miles per gallon car out there on the road, it's an Impreza. 
by far. Um, any thoughts on a hybrid? Is there a hybrid Impreza? Hybrid all-wheel drives are tough because most of the hybrid all-wheel drives that are out there in the world, they built them to add more power, not to get better gas mileage. Hmm. So you're not going to get better gas mileage than that 38. So let's take the winter driving out of the equation, and let's just say that the few that you know I could check the weather forecast, say, oh, it's going to be bad. I'll leave earlier and, and take my you know all-wheel drive. So let's just say for nice weather, not worried about all-wheel drive. What would be the most fuel efficient and cost efficient vehicle? I would. I mean, if, if you're looking taking the all wheel drive out of the equation on it, if you're looking just pure yeah. fuel economy, I would look at a Civic or a Corolla. Corolla or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, a Corolla without all wheel drive, you're probably going to get closer to 41 or 42 in a non hybrid. Oh, nice. Wow. But going like but, you said, going like up I said, you're going to lose. Mm-hmm. You're going to lose all the all wheel drive. So really, yep, yep. for three or four miles per gallon, it's what the hell, that's the all-wheel drive. The hard part is these other models, when they started, like the Altima and everything like that, when they tried to put the all-wheel drive in those cars, because it's an add-on, they oh. aren't able to get the same gas mileage that they do in the Subarus. Hmm. It's like an all-wheel drive Altima is only going to get 34, 35 miles a gallon, whereas the Subaru's getting 38, 39. Because, because of that, is like it's an add-on system, the so there's less efficiencies, yeah. right? They're adding differential on. Uh, there's right right turns in the power versus a symmetrical, which is a straight power line. So what it might come down to is really your comfort driving. Comfort driving in the snow. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Right. Wow. But that's, that's something that a lot of people don't understand the idea is the, the Crosstrek does get, the Impreza gets substantially better gas mileage than the Crosstrek. Is it just mostly because of that lift on the, that the Crosstrek has? How it's a, a, a yeah, higher above the higher ground, ground and, less ground, yeah, and just it's a little heavier. Huh? It's heavier, okay. beefier, so you get a little more weight on that car. But I mean, those Impresas are built for fuel economy. That's why they, that's why they're built that way. Nice, excellent. Thanks, guys. Well, good luck, Scott. Enjoy uh, the sunny weather and your commute. I don't, I don't the envy the in, commute. The plug-in's not going to work for him going on the that plug-in. Kind of that one. Yeah, no plug-in. I'm driving, so I've been driving that plug-in now. Your cross truck yep, plug. Yeah, my cross truck plug, and I've been driving since June first. I've got sixty three hundred miles on it now because I've been going up and down Parley's every day. It's, it's horrible, but get that <laughs> part out of it. But plugging, so I plug in at home, and I plug in at work every day. So I'm plugging on both sides. So I get a full charge when I leave work, and I have a full charge when I leave home. I'm getting forty six miles a gallon. Wow, going up and down Parley's. Wow, up and down the mountain. Going up and down Parley's, I'm getting forty six miles a gallon. That's that's silly. That's incredible. No wonder all, that... all-wheel drive, cross-track. When are we going to start getting these as a public here in Utah, Jeff Miller? So we started taking orders on it. We Never. started taking order lists on it. So we're filling orders. We've, we're getting creative on how we're doing it, but we're, we're filling some orders here and there. So we've, we've probably got... At this point, I've got a couple done through out-of-state dealers, a couple internal. So we probably have four or five out there in the state right now. But, and I know your concern at first was no one could service the, that. Yeah, vehicle. we have we're fully we're fully trained now. Are you equipped? Yeah, we can fully service. the You car. got the, the the tools and equipment yeah, to do yeah, it. We got everything. So if you really want a Procostrek hybrid, come to our come down to our Midtown store and we'll we'll figure it out. I, figure, I figure, we'll figure out a way to get you one. You're selling me on that hybrid thing, man. That that when I drove around in that with you, that just for that moment, it's a few weeks ago. An excellent car. I've really yeah. enjoyed driving that car around. I'm not driving it today, but I really enjoy driving that car around. 855-340-ZONE. Good luck to uh, Scott on his move. And another guy that's been really patient holding on for us is Thomas. Good morning, Tom. 
Yeah, how about that Jake Scott guy just cutting in line? Can you Jeez. believe the nerve of that guy? The, the nerve. The the very I important know. Jake Scott. Yeah. He must have a, he must have a special and, phone number or something. So important that we got <laughs> his name I know. wrong. But <laughs> I know that was awkward for everybody. Especially <laughs> he's the boss. I love Jake. Yeah. I know. And and the funny thing is, going back to that story about the uh, coach letting someone use his car. If Jake was a coach, nobody in their right mind would touch the car of his and drive it around. Yeah, they'd be like, so nah, we're, any problem with that. we're good. I'll walk. I'll take the bus. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, coach. It's, it's, it's not an improper benefit. It's just improper. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a shame. <laughs> well, I wanted to make a comment. You had asked a question about whether or not the you know, United Auto Workers Union would be eligible for benefits. I work in HR. Okay. And the uninsured, unemployed, unemployment insurance is kind of a weird situation where it's very possible that in the states that they live in and they work in, it's absolutely something that they could be partaking of. Really? Even as a, as a member yeah. of a union? So if you're on a strike caused by your union, you can claim unemployment? Yes, and the reason behind that would be because the workers are striking for better benefits. They're, they would argue that they are being improperly taken care of and that what they're given isn't normal and that they need better benefits and better working conditions and better compensation and and because of that, they could be eligible. Now, the flip side is because the unions are paying them and maybe giving them $500 every two weeks or something yeah. like that as a stipend, then it may wipe it out, but they still could be eligible for it. Yeah, so that's the thing. Really is that, and unemployment's only, what percentage of someone's salary is unemployment? Uh, it's not a percentage. It can go up to, and it changes by state, but it can go up to a certain amount mm-hmm. of um, benefits. So I think it's like seven or $800 per paycheck. Yeah. Uh, at the max. At yeah. the max, Sam. Yeah. So it helps, but it's not going to... Exactly. I mean, especially when you're, families you're talking and... about somebody who's working at a plant making $70,000 minimum wage, they're, they're not going to be making anything near that. But if they're smart, they'll have some savings and they can at least take care of the, the house bill and some food and maybe food, electricity. Yeah. yeah, food and clothes for their kids. You know, it's yep, One exactly. interesting thing about the whole UAW thing, too, is it's going to be interesting to see how long it takes before uh, the White House tries to get involved. Because the, they're going to start looking at some numbers and say if this strike sneaks into the fourth quarter, they're going to start getting GDP drops because of it. They're not going to want to see that with yeah. everything that's going on right now. Uh, Thomas, thank you for holding so long, and uh, thanks for answering that question. Very, I, I'm interested in that stuff. Yeah, totally. Uh, and I think it's beneficial to everyone to know. Before we take a break, let's get out to Donna, who's back on the show. Good morning, Donna. Hi, how are you guys today? Great, how are you? Good. So I have a question. I'm interested in buying a hybrid, okay. and I'm trying to decide if I want to buy it like this year or wait for like maybe next year's models that are coming out. Do you guys have any input on that? Are you trying to get plug-in hybrid or just a standard hybrid? I don't know much of the difference. I'm wanting some suggestions. So the longer you wait, the better the technology and the more options you're going to have. Like at, okay. Over the next two, three years, you're going to see a lot of companies coming out with hybrid options and plug-in hybrid options. So your difference between a plug-in hybrid and a hybrid is a hybrid is a true, has a gas motor, has an electric motor, and they work off of each other. A plug-in hybrid has batteries that store energy that you plug in every time you go home. And it can run 100% on the plug-in for, say, 20, 25 miles. Again. So a plug-in hybrid. So if you're, so if you're living where, how long is your commute every day? Uh, I don't work. 
you know, work. So depending on if you're driving around the city and you're staying off freeways and things like that, a plug-in hybrid makes a lot of sense because you can stay on that plug-in battery the whole time. And more and more every day, you're getting more plug-in stations around the city where you can plug in and charge up. Okay. But the idea with the hybrid is the hybrid you're gonna, is going to be more – the plug-in is going to be taking over the hybrid eventually. It's just taking time at this point. Yeah. My question so, is, so how much would it take, take to replace the batteries in a plug-in battery? Yeah. Like, how much does that cost? So that's, that's been one of the costs of it is once you get to – I mean, they're supposed to last 80, 100,000 miles, but eventually you're going to have to replace those batteries and – they're working right now, and by the time you're having to replace that, you're going to be able to buy refurbished batteries, which will lower the cost of those batteries quite a bit. Is that John? Okay. Is that John yelling over yeah. in the background? Hey, John. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is John and Donna who constantly are, are not. I don't. So I want to say fighting, but debating. John wants to go one way. Donna wants to go the other. They're they're a true they're a true uh, example. I got a Dodge truck that's fully lifted. With no battery. Okay. So yeah, you need. So you definitely need the hybrid on the other side to <laughs> counteract his polluting. <laughs> I want a hybrid, but he's just trying to get me out of buying one. <laughs> that is what I want. Yeah. So I mean, which would you suggest, the plug-in or the hybrid? I would suggest. Yeah. Go ahead. I would suggest happy wife, happy life, but Jeff, what would you say? Yeah. Happy wife. That's right. Always. No happy, mm-hmm. happy life is if his wife isn't happy. I mean, so I which think. Which do you prefer, the plug-in or the not plug-in? I th- I prefer the plug-in. I'm, I'm, I've been driving the Subaru plug-in right now, and I absolutely love that car. The, as far as the leaders, the leaders in the hybrid technology, if you're looking for the best technology out there, it's the Toyota world. I mean, Toyota is by far ahead of the game and everybody in the plug-in and hybrid technologies. Yeah. Huh. What kind of mileage are you getting with your Subaru? So I was just talking about this. So right now I'm driving up and down Parley's Canyon every day because I live in a rental house up there. And I plug in at home, plug in at work. I'm getting 45, 46 miles a gallon. Driving an all-wheel, oh, wow. driving an all-wheel drive Subaru up and down Parleys, and that yeah, I was gonna say, oh, it wow. sounds like Donna, you're not going up and down mountains every day like Jeff would be. So my, you'd be even better. And my assumption on it is when I move, I'm, I, we live in Holiday area, East Benchside. When I move there, I'm going to be within 10, 15 miles of work both directions. I don't know how much I'll use gas. I think my gas mileage once I move yeah. back to Salt Lake, and we keep listening to the show like you guys do, and I'm moving back hoping the next uh, couple weeks. My guess is the last quarter of this year. I might fill that car up with gas once or twice. <laughs> it's so sad. That's wow. so sad. I mean, I'll get 80, 90 miles a gallon on that car. God, silliness. 80, 90? What, what model is this? It's in a Crosstrek. What is it? A Crosstrek. It's Subaru a Crosstrek. Subaru oh, Crosstrek. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're just starting oh, to get them released in, the, in Utah hopefully soon. But yeah, I've been driving that car for about three or four months, and I think when I'm in Salt Lake, I won't use gas very often. Hey guys, all, everything else aside, I, li- I love listening to you guys every weekend and love you, love you, shout out. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, John and Thank Donna. Put, a, put us both in. We hope we get called. All right. All right. Our names. <laughs> we'll do. You're so loyal, we'll put both Donna and John. Yeah, let's put them in there. In the, yeah, I got gotcha. you. 
They listen every week. Why not? Yeah, John yelled from the background. He called, too. I love those guys. <laughs> 28 years of marriage. Congrats to them. All right, we'll take our final break here on Utah Car Sense. Get more of your phone calls next, 855-340-ZONE. And uh, an age-old question, a promise from one of the favorite cartoons of all time, is back. Tell you what it is next. You're listening to Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Final segment of Utah Car Sense this week, taking you right up to noon where the BYU pregame show will begin at JCW's in Provo with Jake Scott and Will Snowden. Uh, and, uh, of course, BYU at South Florida starting Jaron Hall at quarterback, freshman, and the first ever African American to start at quarterback for Brigham Young University. Pretty cool. That is cool. Pretty pretty cool moment there for BYU football. And Jaron Hall, congrats. Uh, also, uh, I like South Florida by five. Oh, you <laughs> count on it. Of course you do. That's uh, as uh, J- uh, Jake mentioned. Tom, uh, shout out to Tom Barberi, the legend. He always said Utah by five. Trust me. And now you're in honor of Tom. I'm going to say, and I'm sure if Tom was on this show with me right now, he would say South Florida by five. Trust me. (laughs) That's so funny. If Tom, you're listening right now, I know you would say that. (laughs) He probably would. I miss Tom, man. Hopefully, we run into him soon. Uh, Now we have a couple more phone calls to fit in here before the show ends for the uh, movie pass drawing eight five five three four zero zone. But just real quick, don't want to spend too much time on it. You know what a Porsche nine eleven looks like. I do. It's very, very, very good-looking car. Well, imagine that car with a pair of wings off the side of it and the name Boeing stamped across the door. Wow. Because Porsche and Boeing have teamed up to explore, finally providing the public with something we deserve and we would never have any problems with at all, a flying vehicle. So that's all. It's never going to happen. It's been 50 years of promises. Jetsons promised us that years ago as kids and ruined our lives. And it's going to be 50 more years of failed promises, but it's still a cool thing to look at. Do you know how bad it would be to give drivers in this country a third dimension? (laughs) Third dimension. They have a hard enough time going forward, back, left, and right. You give them up and down, too? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We don't use our turn signals on the ground. How are we going to cooperate in the air? There's going to be falling vehicles from the sky every day. 855-340-ZONE, though, moving on from fake news of flying cars. To our phone calls, 855-340-ZONE. Paul is on line one. Good morning, Paul. How are you doing? I just called in because I have a 98 Honda Civic that's got 350,000 miles on it. One of those kind of cars that uh, people don't like to park next to in the parking lot. (laughs) It's... uh, it's averaged uh, 36 miles a gallon. I spent probably less than a thousand dollars in here four months ago. I just put the first new alder, first new alternator back on it. Wow, that's awesome. And so I mean, if I could ever buy cars like that, I, I'd be a happy camper because I go to a, then I could uh, be buried with it. I'm sorry, <laughs> get me that age. Oh, you know, oh. people don't appreciate a car that. It becomes a part of your family, and I mean, this car's been in the family since it was new, and 
it's just like an old family friend. Let me go to the pay reward. We're going to probably have to have a Viking funeral for it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Roll it, let it float down a river while it's on fire. <laughs> That's the only proper way to do it. Thanks for the call, Paul. I, I, I think families, there's a lot of brands. Honda, Subaru yeah. for sure is Last that forever. way. Where it, it gets passed down from mm-hmm. grandpa to son to daughter to granddaughter. Super over the last three four years has done TV ads based off that idea, where they've done, "Hey, this right. is the, me passing my getting my new Subaru and passing my other one on to my sixteen year old kid." I remember uh, we we passed down my grandma's. I think it was a Civic. Uh, f- f- from her to my brother to my aunt to my brother to my cousin, and when it finally was no more, it was a, it was like losing a family member of such, of sorts. You could smell grandma in that car still. So I get what Paul's talking about. I get <laughs> smell it. Grandma in that car. Yeah, her perfume was still oh. was still present in that car, man. Absolutely. So when that when, when you couldn't get in there anymore, grandma smell like. <laughs> <laughs> She smelled good. Uh, anyway, thanks, Paul. Appreciate it. Eight five five three four zero zone. Lynn is now with us on the line. Hi, Lynn. Hi. I have a question. If you have a like a plug-in hybrid like that, and I know I think I I know they recommend it like with the Volt that you put. Do you have to put a fuel stabilizer in there if you don't run through enough out of your tank? So and then the other question is, I wondered if Subaru is going to expand their hybrid available availability in some of their other vehicles down the road. Good questions, Lynn. Thank you. Great question. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're not you're going through gas, if your your gas is going to be in that tank for six months to a year, if you're really treating it like a plug-in, then you probably should put some sort of fuel stabilizer in there to make sure the fuel stays good. Or just run it out one once every six months. Just tur- there's all those plugins have the ability to turn the electric motor off, so you can run the gas, and you can just use the use that just tank. Burn it out. Just burn it out every mm-hmm. six months. That's what I would recommend versus a fuel stabilizer. Um, as far as Subaru in the hybrid world, right now they're they're not making very many. I mean, it's three hundred a month is all they're making for the entire country, and we're hoping to get them to expand that next year. The real hope is they're in a process for twenty twenty two calendar year. They're in a dual development contract with Toyota hmm. to build an all-wheel drive, fully electric vehicle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about so that. So that's coming. Toyota bought another 6% of Subaru, so they own 20% of Subaru now. Actually, Subaru bought some of Toyota, too. Mm-hmm. So Subaru owns a piece of Toyota. and So they have this cross-build to try and expand the electric and plug-in hybrid stuff into pretty much everything. My assumption is in 10 years, you'll see it in every model. Well, and what works great is Toyota was uh, Toyota might do... The uh, the electric vehicle the best out of anybody right now, yep. and Subaru might do the best all wheel drive out of anybody right now, and to marry marry those two together, and that's the idea of it, and the, and the hope is over the next three, four, five, ten years, whatever it is, that batteries are going to get cheaper, smaller, and lighter. Those are the three things that have to happen mm-hmm. in the car industry for the electric world to work. Those three things have to happen. Then cheaper, you get better smaller, range and all that. Yeah. And it, it all affects everything. Yep. If it's lighter, then you need less batteries. It, it goes farther on a battery. The battery's more efficient because it's lighter. They all go together. But for right now, kind of slim pickings. Right now in the Subaru world, it's tough to find one. I mean, we've been tracking some down for certain customers, but they're really hard to find. 855-340-ZONE. Let's go out now to John. Hi, John. How you guys doing? We're good. How are you? Doing great. Um, 
So I, I, I bought a, a touring uh, from Mark Miller here just recently, and uh, this time we got a funny uh, front end story on it. Um, we, we they had a limited on on the uh, on the lot that I thought had about ninety or eighty or ninety percent of what my wife wanted in the car. There were a couple things that didn't have. Which mo- John? Which I mo- thought I could talk her out of. Which model are you talking what, about? The limited. Uh, oh, the uh, uh, touring. Um, my mind just went blank on me. Uh, the uh, Outback Ascent, uh, Forester. Say one, say one more. Forester, Outback Ascent, Forester, Forester, okay. right. yeah, yeah. And so um, they didn't have one, so we had to they had to run off to Ogden to get the one that we wanted, and and they were for some reason running a decent price on it. And so I said, yeah, let's do that. But we went to pick it up the next day after they brought it in, and my wife sat in the car, and the gal was doing all the you know going all over the knobology and everything, and. Uh, I just said, you know what? Don't want this car. And I said, well, she goes, I want the touring. And I said, oh man, you're going to make ourselves worse than that. <laughs> so we went back in, and and you know we already had the financing set up and everything else. And uh, our um, our salesperson was was really taken back, but really good about it. It took us another hour or two to kind of finalize everything, but uh, we she got the car she wanted, and um, and she's very 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 happy with it. And you guys were awesome, and uh, and. Uh, Thanks for all the alerts that we get when it's time to service the vehicle and everything. And uh, <laughs> I just wanted what was to say the, uh, so it was a great experience. What was the difference on the touring that you wanted? I think it was about forty five hundred dollars. But difference. what? What was the? What were the features that she that she lost that she wanted? Uh, one was she wanted uh, back air, air in the back. Okay. And then she also wanted um, something else, and I can't remember exactly what it was. Uh, no, it was leather. It was. It was. It was uh, oh, that brown leather. Package. The brown leather. That's, yeah, that's saddle brown and, leather. Uh, okay. And she just said, "You know what? I just don't want to settle." And I said, "You know what? This is your car." She had a, a Lexus 2006 that she ran the wheels off, a Lexus SUV, and uh, and she wanted something a little bit smaller just to commute to work. And uh, the car's been awesome. And uh, nice. Um, we were out celebrating our anniversary in it last night. So the other neat thing that car has um, the driver focus system. Have you, has that, you guys used yes, that at that's all? Right. So it, we're, we do, and, and it took me a while to get used to that. I'm going to be honest with you. It took me a while to get used to that because I, I don't have that in my vehicle. Uh-huh. And uh, and the first time I drove it, I thought, man, are we in heavy wind? Because it kind of tries to correct you a little bit if you get over um, on so the lines a little so you're bit. you're talking about the eyesight, the, the keeping you in the center of the lines. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. But uh, but I'm used to it now, and I, and I love it, and uh, just want to say Thanks. It's, uh, that car, you know, for the money, and we looked at we looked at a lot of high end cars. We looked at Audis. We looked at uh, you know the higher end Lexus SUVs and everything else. And I say for the money, that's a heck of a deal. That's so, a great car. That Forester Touring is one of my favorite cars we make. I can't wait to try one. Mm-hmm. I haven't been able to get one. John, thank you, sir. Thanks, Thanks for, for calling, call. in, John. Thanks for your business too. Glad you're enjoying the vehicle for sure. Uh, the uh, I've never really been into the Forester. Until this one. Oh, this new model is so <laughs> really cool. into it. They're such great cars. I love the sport. The, with That's the, the, the one. The orange lights. Mm-hmm. It, it, it just is a cool look. To it's it. just a look, it's just but a it great, makes such like, a big makes difference. Such a, with the black on the back of it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just such a cool looking car. It's like, yeah, that's a practical family car, but. I could also look like a pretty cool guy going down the road in that thing. 855-340-ZONE if you want to be part of the show. Uh, We've got nine callers so far, so still one in ten chance if you call in 855-340-ZONE. We've been talking a lot this hour about uh, electric vehicles and plug-ins and that sort of thing, so I thought I'd share this story. 
Uh, Volta. Have you heard of Volta? It's a startup uh, charging company, and they are okay. going to be putting uh, more and more charging banks and stations around across the country, including here, for free. You can fill up, quote unquote, fill up or charge up your electric vehicle for absolutely nothing at a Volta station. The kicker is you can only go 30 minutes at a time and you have to sit there and watch all these advertisements <laughs> that they're selling. Wait, do they like hold your eyes open and put your No, I guess you, I guess you could <laughs> ignore it. But it, it's it's essentially a big giant video screen that also has a charging port. So you drive up you it's called Volta? Volta V O L T A. V O L T A. Uh, they they say uh, the it will the free charging concept will see its funding come from embedded advertisements at the stations. Advertisers effectively make up for the revenue EV drivers would typically provide when they pay to unlock a station and gulp down a load of electrons for their car. Volta plans to install 150 DC fast chargers to start across the U.S. That's not a lot, but as they say, it has to start somewhere. So a fast charger takes a half hour, right? So how do they keep you there watching the ad? Well, your car can't drive away. But you can leave your car there and go run an errand. Maybe they're putting these in places where there's nothing else to go do. I don't yeah, know. So you're in a parking garage and you lock them? I guess so. I don't know. But would you do that? Would you? I, I would do it. How many of us mm-hmm. watch uh, a show on Amazon Prime for free oh, totally. instead of paying the three ninety nine to rent it and we just suffer through the ads every five minutes? That's a great idea. So I, I like this. I don't know if it'll take off. I don't know if it will work. But I would of, do it. There's 248 of them in California. Of course, California. 145 yes. in San Francisco. That's L.A. 22 in Phoenix, 84 in Seattle. So they're starting to build some stations. All right. Uh, we are coming across the finish line here, Jeff. We've got the BYU pregame show coming up next here on the Zone Sports Network. You've got South Florida by five. Trust you. Trust me. Trust me and Tom. Not just me. Trust Tom and I. Eric, you'll be producing... That, that pregame show, who are you taking and why? Uh, and by how much today, BYU or South Florida? Uh, well, USF, uh, obviously BYU has always kind of struggled in Florida. Uh, Jared Hall, from what I saw in the Toledo game, was okay. I, I don't really know what to expect. I'm really excited to see what he has to offer, but I think I'll take USF by a field goal. Man, I'm the only one with any faith in the BYU Cougars today. Okay, what about the other two games? We got to we're gonna go. Does Utah cover 15? Yes. Oh yeah. There's been so much fake love for Oregon State this week. It's gross. Or although Oregon State has gotten better this year, they've put up. They have a nice nice offense, but their defense is going to get torn. It's it's Eric's electric bike against your hybrid cross. How about about USC Notre Dame? I think my electric bike. USC Notre Dame ten and a half. For Notre Dame, yeah, they (laughs) they they cover that. I think Notre Dame covers. Yes, Uh, USC is a paper tiger. Sorry, I know they're your guys. Clovis is back. Slovis? Yeah. Keaton Slovis? Clovis? <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to Oh, we got to get a winner, though. Let's uh, go ahead and uh, randomize these. really mad. <laughs> Let's go ahead. Especially- Thanks, guys. Good show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you got nine callers. Uh, J- Eric, pick a number between one and nine there. I'll uh, go two. Who's that, Jeff? Amazingly, you actually got John. 
John, uh, Adonna, of yeah, Donna, and John, Don? Adonna, and John. You didn't really? get Donna. You got John. So oh, Jonna so wins. So Jonna, Jonna wins. Jonna, you Jonna win. Jonna is the winner. What a <laughs> So you guys randomized it. It's randomized. Yes, I, got, I put numbers on all of them. All right, that's it. For Jeff Miller and Eric Jensen, thanks to all of our callers. I'm Austin Horton. BYU pregame show is next here on the Zone Sports Network.